I'm Megan Luscombe and you're listening to season four of my podcast, Real Talk. This season focuses on some of the most important topics surrounding personal growth, relationships and business. So settle in and let's chat. I acknowledge the Boon Warring people, traditional owners of the unceded land on which I live and work and record this podcast, and pay my respects to elders past and present. Hello, lovers. It is 2023 and I am so happy to be back hanging with you on Real Talk with me. I hope all of you have had a great festive season and new year. I really did. I took some time off and hung out with friends. I spent a lot of quality time with my wife and my mini human and I got so much beach time, which is really great because for those of you who aren't living in Australia, in Victoria in particular, summer came later. It's been pretty rainy and pretty miserable and uh, I live right next to a beach. So I was um, very happy when summer finally turned up, which was sort of towards January. And I mean, this podcast is probably going to drop in February, um, but it is still sunny now. So I am still getting beach time, which is really great. Catching you all up where my life is at right now. My mini human is 14 months old and they're starting to walk. It's wild. Wild, wild, wild. Watching a human grow is mind-blowing in the best way. Um, besides the constant throwing food at me and being grumpy, cracking the shits for no reason, and sleeping like shit. <laughs> uh, in 14 months, we've had one night of sleeping through. The rest have been nights of two to sometimes 15 wake-ups, which is super fun. <laughs> coffee always was my bff uh but now it's like my <laughs> and i even bought a coffee machine which is a chef's kiss i'm obsessed with it anyway enough of me my podcast is to help you but i've just missed you all and i just really wanted to check in and say i'm really glad to be back but anyway today i want to talk about something that i posted on my instagram a little while back by little while i mean last week it was in my one of my segments which was yeah yeah or nah? Um, and the question was, should couples go to bed angry? And so many of you commented on it and shared your perspective, which I love. But it really showed me that I have to elaborate on this question. And I have to elaborate on it because it's a really important part of relationships. Conflict is going to arise. It is guaranteed. The longer you are with someone, the longer you live with them, the longer you are around them, the higher the probability of having conflict. And as we grow and evolve, more opportunity for conflict because we're changing, we're growing, we're learning, and the person next to us is as well. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to talk about this topic and I'm going to give you a few different perspectives on ways you can navigate this as a topic, ways you can connect on it with your partner, um, and so on and so forth. I've jotted down a few notes because I want to make sure that I get everything from my brain into your beautiful ears and I know you are going to have your own take on this. Um, you're probably going to have your own set of rules in your own relationship, and that's fine. I'm just here to help expand. I'm here to help you grow. I'm here to help you think differently. And I'm here to help you navigate your relationship because this is a really important part of relationships conflict, okay? And look, for my relationship, my wife and I are totally fine going a bit angry. In fact, we actually prefer it because when we're angry, we can get really clouded. And all of a sudden, it's the emotions that are talking and not reality, not our actual feelings. So 
we go to bed angry and it allows us time to get clarity on what's actually going on. So when we get up in the morning and we're making breakfast or coffee, we can actually talk about it then. And look, more often than not, there are times when we'll wake up and both be saying, yeah, look, no fucking idea what we're angry about, but feeling good today, you know, how about you? And then we see if we need to talk about it or if we can hug it out. Um, and then we just go forth and enjoy the rest of our day or whatever. And I know society tells us that it's really not advisable for couples to go to bed angry. And look, that was really the messaging that was drilled into me when I was growing up, but like I was raised by my grandparents. So from a few generations above me, and they were really told based on that sort of patriarchal um, and societal stigma of, you know, uh, conflict is bad, conflict is bad, and, you know, always sort it out. And society tells us that, you know, unresolved conflicts and unresolved emotions, they cause tension and it causes stress in a relationship and you shouldn't have that before you go to bed. Like, you know, never go to bed without saying I love you or never go to bed without giving each other a kiss and all of these sort of things that are sort of programmed into us. And look, if you want to consciously do that, that's okay if that's the agreement in your relationship. But I want you to know that it's okay if you don't. You can set up a new standard in your relationship and live it and do it the way you want to because unresolved conflicts and unresolved emotions can cause tension and stress in a relationship, but they will only cause it if they're not dealt with. Okay. And look, on most occasions, it is best to address any issues that arise when they arise and try to come to a solution. And look, in this instance that the podcast is talking about is before going to bed. But the thing is, in reality, this doesn't work for everyone and it's not going to work all the time. And couples can go to bed angry for a variety of reasons, okay? One reason being that sometimes conflict is too difficult to resolve in the moment. It can sometimes, and more often than not, be really necessary for the couple to revisit the conversation later on in the night or the next day because emotions, they need time to cool off. And it's also important to remember that some couples can choose to go to bed angry in order to avoid engaging in an argument that can escalate and hurt their partners, or their feelings. Couples have different communication styles, and this means sometimes they need to actually engage in conflict in ways that supports their communication style and their partner's style. So it's really important to take that into consideration as well. We don't all communicate the same. We don't all navigate conflict the same. This is why I always tell couples when I'm working with them that they need to come up with a way that works for them. This is why I tell people don't follow a societal standard. Follow something that works for you. Come up with something that is specific for your relationship. What works for one won't work for the other. Just really wanted to throw that out there because it's important to note that going to bed angry, it, it shouldn't be a regular occurrence in a relationship, okay? Like this isn't something you should be doing regularly. If conflicts and unresolved issues are consistently left unresolved, and they're causing stress and tension in your relationship, I'm really going to put it out there that you need to seek some professional help and it's okay. Sometimes we all, sometimes all of us need to go speak to somebody else, be it as individuals or as couples. It's not a sign of failure. It's okay. Let's really break this stigma there. It's okay to be proactive in seeking help. It's okay to be proactive in putting our relationship priorities first and going to speak with somebody who's going to help us navigate conflict because conflict's going to arise and sometimes we can't navigate it ourselves or we need somebody else to help us come up with a plan to navigate conflict. And I'm going to throw myself out there. Yeah, me, you can work with me on this and I'm going to plug myself because this is my podcast. I get to plug me. But if you'd rather work with a psychologist or a counsellor, 
obviously you can totally use them as well. Just be proactive. It's also really good to remember that you need to find a balance between addressing conflict and preserving a healthy relationship, okay? Because going to bed angry once in a while, it doesn't mean necessarily that the relationship's in trouble. But it's important to be aware of how often it happens because if it's becoming a pattern in the relationship, that's when we're looking at some yellow to red flag territory, okay? Which is why I suggest always getting professional help. And look, in some circumstances, totally okay for couples to go to bed angry because the intensity that's going on in that conflict might be making it hard for the resolution to occur. So when they go to bed angry, it allows them to cool down. It allows them to think more clearly about the situation before trying to resolve the conflict. And this is what I was telling you about works in my relationship. We allow each other space to calm down, cool down, reflect. So when we get up the next morning, we can actually connect. I want you to remember that conflict and disagreements are a part of any relationship, totally normal. And it's not always possible or necessary to resolve every issue before going to bed. And that's completely okay. But I know some of you might be listening to this going, oh, I really need to resolve that conflict before I go to bed because it's important to me. And I know some people commented on my Instagram saying that, you know, based on their attachment styles, like they need to have some type of closure and things like that. And that, look, that's okay. I've, I've got some tips here for you because like I said, every relationship is going to be different. People are going to have different needs in that relationship and everybody is going to want to come at it from different ways and different angles. So here are my tips if you want to address conflict as best as you can before hitting the hay. I've got seven tips for you. Number one is communicate openly and honestly. This means you've got to express your feelings and your needs and you need to be able to do that clearly, okay? Rule of thumb for me is if you can't say what you need to say in one sentence, you're emotionally clouded. Take some time, come back to it when you can articulate it from a place of clarity. And you really need to be able to listen to your partner's perspective. If you're unable to effectively listen when it comes to having the conflict, you're too heated again. Resolving any type of conflict requires that you can communicate effectively and you can listen receptively, not defensively. A massive distinction that you need to be able to make. Two, take a break. If the conversation is too heated, it can be really helpful for you to take a break and actually come back to the conversation later. It's okay for you to predetermine the time. You might say, I want to come back to this in half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. Just take a break. Number three, identify the underlying issue. This comes back to the first point I made. You need to be able to effectively understand the root cause of the conflict because once we understand the root cause of the conflict, then we can actually address it directly. Otherwise, we're just shooting shit at each other, which is pointless and all it does is disconnect us. Number four, seek compromise. Couples need to work together to find solutions that address both of their needs and concerns. This isn't a one-way street and conflict should never be one way. Okay, it always needs to be two people working together. Conflict requires teamwork in a relationship and you should always be on the same team, never against each other. Remember, in a relationship where conflict arises, it is not you versus me, me versus you. It is us versus the problem. That's what you should be saying. Number five, stay respectful. I can't emphasize this enough. You shouldn't be name calling your partner. You should not ever be swearing or using names derogatorily at your partner. This means calling them bitch, dickhead, whatever. Whatever you use as a name calling, you shouldn't be doing it to your partner. 
I am so, 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 so against this because I think it's so disrespectful and it causes major, major cracks in relationships. If you're a person who actually name calls their partner during arguments, I'm going to call upon you to stop doing that immediately. And if your partner does it, use a boundary there as well because you don't deserve to be treated like that or disrespected. Don't blame. And any other form of verbal abuse, because name-calling is verbal abuse, by the way, which is emotional abuse. So we don't want any of that. You have to stay respectful. And if you can't, come back to the conversation later. Six, seek professional help if you need it. Like I said before, it's okay to seek help. It's okay to get another perspective. It's okay to get a third party to help you navigate through something. Just do it. Be proactive in doing it. And number seven, you need to end the conversation in a positive way. Okay, so even if you're not finding a solution, you need to try in the conversation in a way that leaves both of you feeling respectful and heard. Now, you can come up with a way to do this by yourself, but I'll help springboard. Maybe you might say, hey, I know this conversation needs to be finished tomorrow, but we need to go to bed right now. I just want you to know that I love you. I am angry. I love you and our relationship is important to me. But let's talk about it tomorrow. And then you can go to bed. And look, you can come up with your own phrase or your own saying because Like I said, some conflicts are not going to be able to be resolved before bedtime and it's okay to agree to disagree and revisit the conversation later. Now, some of you might be like, oh, I just want to park the argument in the evening before we go to bed so we can have the conversation the next day because I'm too heated. I'm too caught up in my own stuff. So I just want to put, I want to press pause and that is totally okay. Here are some tips for you to press pause and park that argument. Number one, agree to take a break. That means you both need to have that agreement. And if the conversation is becoming too heated, taking a break is a really good option because, like I said, gets those emotions calm, cool, gets that clarity back so you can have the conversation and connect. Number two, set a specific time to revisit that conversation. This means you've got to agree on that time and then both hold yourselves accountable to that time. This way, you will have a certain amount of time in between that to really think and reflect on the situation. Number three. Practice active listening, okay? So before you end the conversation, make sure that both of you have had the opportunity to really express your thoughts and feelings and that they can let the other person know that they have been heard. I feel like you heard me. I feel heard and understood. Thank you. These little moments of connection really help both of us see that we're on the same team. At the end of the day, there's no point of having conflict if we don't feel like the other person is actually listening and taking in what we're saying. We don't want to be talking to a brick wall. We want to be talking to somebody who's on our same page and on our team. Number four, use I statements. This means you need to speak about your own feelings and perspectives, and it's not about you blaming or accusing the other person, okay? Really important. Look, I know that for some of you, conflict can be hard. It can cause you to go into past behavior patterns, but you can change that. You can do the work to do that. And I know some of you might have a partner who wants to finish the argument, you're the one who's like, I can't do this tonight. I need to do this tomorrow morning. Like I, I cannot think straight right now. I want to help you communicate that to them so you can ask for that space and you can handle that situation. I've got five tips. Number one is to communicate your need for space. So you need to let your partner know that you need some time to process your thoughts and emotions before you continue the conversation. This is also about inserting a boundary. Right now, what I need is to be able to think about my thoughts and I can come back to you tomorrow morning. I won't be engaging in this conversation with you further. Thank you for respecting my boundary. Something like that. 
Number two, set that time to revisit the conversation. Like I just said before, you've got to agree on the time to revisit it so you can both hold yourself accountable to coming back. So the boundary might include from what I just said before, I can't have this conversation with you right now. I'm feeling emotionally heated and triggered and overwhelmed, which is meaning that my thoughts aren't coming from a place of clarity. They're coming from a place of confusion. I'm committing to come back to this conversation tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Can you agree with that time? Something like that. Number three, take that break. If the conversation is too heated, take a break, y'all. Don't keep flogging it. Just don't. You're only doing a disservice to the relationship and yourselves. Number four, I've said it once, I said it again, I'm going to say it again, seek professional help. If you and your partner are having difficulty resolving complex, conflicts and communicating effectively, it's time to book a session with me or with somebody else. Like that's why we're here, y'all. We're here to help you. Like we are the third party who can actually come in and give you some structure so you can effectively have these moments. But lastly, five, practice self-care. It's so important to take care of yourself during this time because we need you making yourself feeling calm and centered and bringing that clarity back in. Now, look, it's important to remember that both partners in the relationship or whoever's in the relationship has the right to express their needs. And that compromise is important in any relationship, but it's okay to take the time you need to process your thoughts and emotions and you can then address the conflict in a way that's respectful and healthy for both of you or for all of you. The bottom line is this, okay? Every relationship and every individual within a relationship is going to have different needs. Truly. The important part is that those in the relationship agree on a strategy that works for the relationship and not work against it. Remember, we need to do things that work for the relationship, not against the relationship. I would really recommend sitting down with your partner and have a proactive conversation about this and what you'd like to do in situations where conflict arises before bed. Come at the conversation from a place of teamwork, from a place of compromise, from a how can we do this better? But remember, creating this relationship strategy when it comes to conflict, for the both of you, it should be connecting. All right, that's all I'm going to say on it. (laughs) If you like this podcast and if you found it helpful, I would love for you to share it. Put it up on your social media, tag me, send it to your friends because it helps other people find it and it helps other people find me. But until next time, did I say till next time? I hope I said till next time because that's what I wanted to say. (laughs) Till next time, I love being your coach. Bye. Find me on Instagram at meganluscombe underscore. Book a session or say hello at my website, meganluscombe.com.au.